Welcome to the Spring Hills Podcast. Today, we're doing an episode talking about the topic of sin. And I've got multiple guests with me today, returning uh, probably from almost a year ago, right? Mike Baker from Crosspoint Church. And you can talk. You're, you're, Hi. Mike, <laughs> Mike's I'm been very on the, shy. You know this about you're me. You're actually probably the person that is not actually part of Spring Hills that's been on the podcast the most. So I think wow. I've had you on, what, four or five times? Something like that. Yeah. yeah. So, um, Mike and you here. bring me on for the fun stuff, sin. Like we aren't talking grace, we aren't talking like mm-hmm. forgiveness. We're what, talking yeah, sin. Yeah, you were on like so. angels and demons, heaven mm-hmm. and hell. Like I bring you yeah. in for all those ones. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Um, and then John Knapp making his return after uh, a couple months off. It's great to oh be back. Gosh, everybody. People are so excited. Do you hear them all? Uh, I don't. It's like on PTI when they say <laughs> that and there's a guest and everybody starts cheering. Um, and then producer Jenna's here today. Jenna is I'm also going to be. Uh, she's going to. She's got some input on this topic as well as far as uh, some questions. So yeah. um, I always say that I ask. Uh, I, I always like it when I ask a question and somebody says, "Great question, Garrett. I love that." Mm. But Jenna legitimately does ask really good questions too. So Thank some you. of these questions came from Jenna, um, and so she's going to jump in here and there and ask her own questions. And if something pops up in her head, she's going to ask it. So. Um, we are talking about sin. We're going to get kind of the basics of it. Uh, this would be something, uh, these questions kind of came up from uh, my own, you know, look, research on like, what are the, some of the most common questions new believers would ask? Uh, what are some of the common questions that non-believers would ask? And, you know, that kind of thing. So some of them might seem basic, but uh, there's a lot to say about them. So we're going to start simply by defining sin. What is sin? That's a great question, Garrett. Thank a you. Great question. I was waiting for that. <laughs> really, really good. You know, when people say that's a great question, that means they're padding for time to formulate yeah. their answer. Yeah, well, Brett, Brett would, does it a lot. I would just start by saying sin at its basic level is missing the mark. Uh, I feel like, mm-hmm. you know, I've worked a ton with, with uh, junior high and high school students over the years, and, and we always talk about sin being that uh, illustration, an archery illustration, right? Where uh, the word sin basically is just a, it's an, an announcement of missing the mark. So in archery tournaments, uh, competitions, they would shoot an arrow down the line, and if it hit the target, it would be a hit. And if they missed the target, it would be a sin. It, it, it literally was just a term that meant you missed the mark. And in biblical definitions, it means missing the mark of the righteousness of God. Um, I mean, there are there are laws and there's commands and there are things that got to set it in his design for how we should live, how we should you know, interact. And anything outside of what God has designed is missing the mark of how God created us to live our lives in a way that is healthy and good and honoring to him. So at its basic form, uh, when you sin, you're missing the mark that God has set out and designed for us to live within. Yeah, it's hard with these words that kind of become churchy words or Christianese words is like getting at that core meaning. Sin wasn't always a churchy word. Uh, right. like, like John was saying, it was an archery term. It, it was a common word in the English language, but now we just use it for this. In Romans, when it talks about all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, the, the classic example there that's, I think, helpful is the idea of, all right, well, if God is perfect, sinning means falling short, missing the mark, not being perfect. So the example is, uh, you know, can if, if I'm trying to throw a rock and hit the North Pole, uh, and that's perfection, is getting it all the way there, I'm going to, my rock is going to fall short, right? I'm not going to be able to throw it that far. Now, if we all went out here, uh, Jenna looks like she has a good arm. Um, what do you say, Jenna? 
What sports did you play in She's like, school? I have no idea. Yeah, I go to the gym, yeah. There you go. Garrett looks like he plays guitar. I do. Uh, now, John, I know, can throw a baseball. Actually, fun fact, I radar gunned myself the other yeah? day. Guesses anybody? Well, I uh, know. You told me. Oh, 65. Whoa. I hit 65. Yeah. I just did it last week, and I got 66. But oh. 65, <laughs> that's good. You one-upper. <laughs> no, um, I, I did there. it a while ago, and I hit 60 and felt like I needed to replace my shoulder the next day. <laughs> <laughs> that's like two throws, and you're like, I'm done. Well, they got the radar gun underneath the bleachers of the Giants games now, and so you can go down there for free and just chuck it. And I, not, my, I'm trying to, you know, my kid's there, and I'm trying to impress my kid, right? And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Dude. But we're talking about throwing a rock to the, to the North Pole. Yeah, were sorry. we? Okay, yeah. So, sorry, go ahead. Garrett? No. Oh, so um, so what we so often do with sin is we compare ourselves to each other, right? Right. So like, wow, I'm better, and and we're especially good at comparing our strengths with other people's weaknesses. Hundred percent. So like, my sin isn't that bad because at mm. least I'm not this or that doing what they're doing, yeah. right? And so if we had a rock throwing competition, and the the competition is who can throw a rock to the North Pole, well. John's probably going to throw it further than the rest of us because he's got this cannon, as he just told us. Yeah. Um, and, and we could all look at it and go, wow, John throws it further than me and all of that. But what's he throw? A couple hundred feet? And mine goes 150 feet and whatever. Like, we're, we're falling thousands and thousands yeah. of miles short of the goal. Not and, feet, miles. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so when, it, when we're talking about sin, the standard isn't the best person that we know or somebody else. The standard is the perfection of God. And all of us are falling short. Rather than comparing ourselves mm. to each other, we need to be looking at, well, what is, what is the best that God's laid out? Yeah. And then have that be our goal rather mm -hmm. than just being better than the person who's standing. Yeah. Another us. good illustration with this would be like what he was talking about when we compare each other is like in, in math class. I remember wanting so badly the teacher to grade our test on a curve. Oh, yeah. As opposed to the standard of 100%, which right. would be a perfect score, right? And the so reason whoever got the highest score, that was the 100%. the curve. That's the new perfection line, right? So that would be 100% for that particular student. And so in our minds, as Christians, we sometimes compare. and We say, well, you know, I'm not as bad as them. I'm doing better than those. And so you lower the, the level of perfection to whatever you see is more attainable for you mm. in your own head, when in reality it is this bar that's set, you know, like what he was talking about, Romans 3.23, you know, where the wages of sin is, oh, no. All of sin. All of <laughs> sin. Sorry, that, I'm going to Romans 5.8. Um, all of sin falls short of the glory of God, the glory, the perfection, the beauty, the majesty, the... I think you were going to Romans 6.23. Oh, was it 6.23? There's a <laughs> bunch of... 5.8 is, uh, you know... God demonstrated. Uh, God demonstrated. Yeah. yeah. There's you just missed there's, the mark a little. It's I just right. missed the mark. I, see, I'm not perfect. I just know there's a lot of good stuff in Romans that talks about sin. Oh. There is. The Romans does have a lot of those verses that we probably hear a lot in but Sunday we have, school. We have to remember that in this life, we're not defined by how well other people are doing. Right. Yeah. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Is like it is. It is always going to be based on who God is versus who we are. Right. His perfection, His righteousness versus our depravity. There's no grading on the curve. There is no grading on the curve. Now let's talk about sin. Sin nature. Um. First of all, we we're born sinners. It's not mm -hmm. like you're born and then once you grow up a little bit and you can start talking and you say your first lie or whatever it is that you become a sinner. Yeah. You're born a sinner. Yeah. So as humans, we have sin nature. So let's talk about sin nature. What is it? Mm. Yeah, so scripture talks about like, I mean, sorry, great question. So <laughs> thank you. scripture talks about, you know, from Adam and Eve. So Adam and Eve had free choice in the garden. They chose the one thing God said not to do. Um, and from there, all of us are born into that sin nature. So all of us are when born— When you spoke here, didn't you kind of talk on this? 
Because uh, didn't know. you say the whole thing about Adam and Eve and how what what the first thing the the Adams Adams whole thing was to blame her and yep. like you did the whole the whole bit about it. You, you made people the laugh. Sin cycle. It was the sin. That's cycle. what it is. Wow. Yeah. You guys remember so much better than me. The sin cycle. Yeah. Yep. The good it message. It was the bear story that made everything stick the, out. The bear story, but yeah. we don't have time for that. No. Um, but yeah, so, so from Adam and Eve on, like they had kids and their kids were born into this, mm -hmm. this, um, depravity, this sinfulness. And so, uh, what scripture teaches is that all of us are by, are sinners by nature and by choice. Mm -hmm. So all of us are born with this tendency towards sin, with this depravity in us. And when we're given the choice, if you've ever raised kids or been around kids, you know, they're going to choose to be selfish. They're going to choose to lie. They're going to choose sinners. to do. They are. They're going to choose to bite their brother or sister when they're mad and angry. Yep. Like, yep. who taught them that? Oh, my gosh. I'm not I'm not biting my kids or my <laughs> wife or anybody. <laughs> like, like, how do they learn that? Well, I'm not a biter. Where'd they get it from? <laughs> no, seriously, they, though. Like, they just, it's within our it's within them. little yeah. hearts. Yep. Yeah. Is that all we have about sin nature? Is that well, it? <laughs> yeah, I guess it's just it's who you are apart from God. At birth is literally an enemy. You're separated. You're bent towards, you know, rebellion and desiring to feed your own flesh, your right. own your own selfish desires. Now, the um, sin nature didn't that God didn't God created Adam and Eve in his in his image, right? Mm, so, like the sin, there was no sin nature there. The no. the nate the sin came into their nature when they first sinned. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't like they God created us as sinners. Right. That was our choice to fall. Yep. Yeah. Right. Um, the one of the questions that comes up a lot that I saw throughout this is that how do we know if something we're doing is a sin? So, um, for example, when you're younger and you're, uh, this was one of the questions that I think I got from Jenna a little bit. Um, do you want to ask it? <laughs> Which one? <laughs> the one I just asked. Do you want to repeat what I just, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I stole it from Jenna. Oh, I, I think that's also imputed sin, right? Taking credit for something that uh, isn't actually yours, right? Am I, yep, Mike's saying yes, yeah. just so everybody knows. When all else not fell, it's just head. considered a sin. Yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, knowing that something's a sin. Wait, or, can I ask it? Yeah, go ahead. So how do we know if we're sinning? Mm. Yep, <laughs> that's it. I'm just asking the question. Yeah. No, but how, yeah, how. Why did you talk for two minutes? Because I talk like crazy. This is why I <laughs> host He the makes podcast. a good host. He makes a good He's host. Good. Absolutely. He's good. Because I just chat. He's a so Jenna, you're asking oh, the question, good. how do you know if you're sinning? Yeah, I remember asking this one a long time ago. I feel like I've, I know, know a little bit better now, but... um. Yeah. yeah, I was like, how do you know if it's a sin or not? So um, one of the questions actually on the list that you wrote that I had asked was about um, like um, if you're, you know, on social media, um, you're I naturally I, I laugh at, you know, what I see. It's funny. There's funny jokes, memes, but some of them are, you know, about inappropriate. Yeah. Sinful, you know, maybe about partying, whatever. Um, and I one day I was like, no, like, should I be laughing at this? Like, is mm -hmm. God looking at me? And he's mm -hmm. like, Jenna, come on. Like, you're better than this. Or is he like, you know, it's not real. You're not participating in it. It's just a joke. Mm -hmm. So how do you, I guess I still kind of, I mean. Well, yeah, how do you, you know, know if what you're doing is a sin is how basically is what. That? So like, if you grow up, the, the main thing that I was thinking of this was someone not being told that something is a sin. We've had this come up often where uh, somebody who comes to church and uh, becomes a Christian, but had no idea that the fact that they were living with their boyfriend or girlfriend prior to marriage was wrong. Mm -hmm. How do you know if what you're doing is a sin without somebody like a pastor or reading or whatever? That's a sin. Do you have that inside of you? Mm -hmm. mm. That's good. So uh, I would say a few different things there that that brings up. 
um, certainly God has has revealed in his word, right? Like that's why we have the Bible is the Bible talks about these are the things to do and these are not the things to do. And some of some of that gets back to kind of on a philosophical level where what makes something a sin or not a sin? Is it just because God says it? Now we can't do it and is it arbitrary or what? And so part of our definition of sin has to go back to um, the character of who God is. Sin is something that goes against the character of who God is. God is a truth teller. He's not a liar. So that's why lying is wrong. God, uh, God is all of these things. So the more we read the Bible and understand God, the more we understand right and wrong for ourselves. But also, we have a conscience. We have the Holy Spirit in us. And, and I love those stories of, of people, I mean, as a pastor, that happens fairly regularly. Somebody comes to know Jesus and, and puts their faith and starts following, and, and we know that means they got the Holy Spirit inside them. And then all of a sudden, they start kind of asking questions of, wait, I've been doing this for a while. Is this, is this not okay? Is this not okay? Right. Well, mm-hmm. that's a prompting of the Holy Spirit. Absolutely. You know, um, so so that, uh, I love that example, Jenna, of like scrolling through and then going, huh, should I be laughing at this? Like yeah. there's a prompting of the Holy Spirit yeah. there saying, no, I think of Philippians 4 there, right? Whatever's good and whatever's pure and whatever's right. He like, just stole John's Dang answer. it. I was, think That's, about these things. Think about these things. Dang it. Exactly. You it, but, you know, let, I let probably those... would have got the, you know, cite, the citation of where it came from wrong. So <laughs> you would have missed the mark. <laughs> Philippians four thirteen is that <laughs> close four eight? I like it. Uh, <laughs> I've also heard that it's good not not to just ask if it's wrong, but more to ask if it's definitely good. If what you're doing mm. is definitely good, rather than is this the wrong thing? It's is this of God? Is this good? Yeah, mm. that's a, that's a great point because um, sometimes when we ask is this wrong, what we're looking for is the loophole, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like right. where is the line, and how can I get or, or, um when I was a kid, yeah, my folks had like parameters of this is how far you can go in the neighborhood to play. And uh, when I was like little, little, and we can't see you past this point, so don't go past this line. And uh, my mom says that I would like walk up to that line and like pigeon my toes in and like lean over the line. Like how close can I possibly get? Hey, I'm still following the rules, right? And sometimes we're like that. Like I was a youth pastor for years and that's always the thing. Like how far can I go with my girlfriend before it's a sin? Sure, yeah. Right? Because I want to know the line because I want to get right, right on the line. To that line. Yeah. I'll even straddle it sometimes. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Too, yeah. So to speak. My foot's still on the other side still, but you know, even if I've got one foot on, yeah, I know I'm fine. I'm fine. Exactly. Yeah. And, and then I can say, oh no, I fell. Like, yeah. oh, it just, it was an accident. <laughs> I was just close, you know? Yeah. Um, the, so, wi- the wind blew me over. <laughs> right. Exactly. So I love that asking that question of like, is this definitely good? Is this honoring? Right. To God, because well, do everything that you're doing, whether you eat or drink, whatever you do, do it for the glory of God, right? Yeah, because because mm-hmm. purity is a is a direction that you're moving, not a line that you're crossing, right? So I am I am sold out following Jesus, wanting to honor Him with what I say and what I do, and and all of that, and so I'm I'm wanting to live my life this way. I'm not wanting to see how how close can I get to that line. Mm-hmm. Instead, I'm wanting to to live a life that is good and is unquestionably good, right? So what could could we say is there any un- unintentional sin then? Jenna I mean, Jenna just said in with her mm, that was Garrett good question. That was the, that was that, that's, that's, what, that's, what, that's what that was. Initially my Boy, first This guy needs lots of affirmation, doesn't he? Just today. My first thought <laughs> goes to is it possible like to take your question down a couple steps. 
is it possible to partake in something with the understanding of thinking this is okay, but then coming out of it, hindsight 2020, wow, now seeing I shouldn't it, have been doing that. I shouldn't have been doing it. Is that what the question you're asking? Or are you just saying like you could just never have that understanding of I was sinning? So is there anything, uh, is there such a thing as an unintentional sin? So, yeah, good question. Thank you. Um, I, think, I think sometimes we look at sin and we think that sin is just rebellion or selfishness, right? Like the only thing that sin really is is, well, I know that I should do this, but I'm not going to do that. I would say that's often what sin is. Mm-hmm. Often sin is, I know the right thing to do. James talks about that, right? For anyone who knows the right thing to do and doesn't do it, for him it is sin. Yeah. Like, if you want to boil sin well, down— Well, Paul does that whole thing, like, why do I keep doing what I—I I don't want to be doing this, Roman but I keep 7. doing it. Romans 7! <laughs> look at one. John! Making a comeback. Um, but that isn't the only thing that sin is. Uh, sin isn't just rebellion or selfishness. It is going against the character of God. So if you don't know what that is, you can be doing things that are sinful and not realize that they're sinful. And the biggest problem with that is that there's going to be consequences in your life, like natural consequences in your life of living a life that Mm. isn't the way that God intended, which is why, you know, if sin was just rebellion against God's rules that you understand, then we would be saddling people by telling them the rules, Mm -hmm. right? Otherwise, you're just free. As long as you don't know the rules, do whatever you want. But no, there is um, uh, a right way to live that leads to joy and and, uh, a fulfillment build life. That's what God wants for you. And when you make these sinful choices intentionally or unintentionally, there's going to be consequences in your life. There's going to be jealousies and there's going to be, be um, broken relationship and all of these things that God doesn't want for you. So yeah, you can absolutely unintentionally be sinning. And then the key is once you find out, oh my gosh, I've been doing the wrong thing this right. whole time then repent and fix it and make it right. Yeah, And that's the key there is when it becomes aware to you, then you begin to have that. What's your attitude? Your your repentant heart towards, and and again, not wanting to see how close you could get to the line, but it's now you are running in the opposite direction. Kind of like, oh, what part of it was a sin? Maybe I can keep doing some of this. Yep. And and that's kind of the, that's the big thing, I think, with, with what Mike just said, is that when it becomes aware to you, because obviously, if you don't know it, there's not a whole lot you can do about it. Although you're still subject to it, you're still going to incur the consequences of it. Mm-hmm. Like just because you said you didn't know doesn't mean that there's not consequences to right, of right. it, you know. Uh, and so I think that in concert, though, with what the Holy Spirit is doing in your life and then your involvement within the church and, you know, your reading of the scripture, there is going to be a, a short road that you travel once you become born again and you're seeking after Christ that you're going to walk before you realize what you're doing is actually not honoring to the Lord. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're in community and if you're reading the word and if you're, you know, getting mentored or discipled, there's got to be a very short road that you're going to walk until you realize, Oh, wow. Like that, like for the example, you know, of just discipling different people, you know, you ask them about their life. You, you, you know, you're, 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 you're interested in what, you know, happening within, you know, their relationships at their work, you know, what they're, you know, making decisions for in their own life. And it quickly becomes clear, you know, as you disciple people like, Hey, you ever, you know, think about this with what the scripture says and how you're living, you know, it's just 
a mirror, if you will, of kind of just showing your life with what the scripture says. Right. Yeah. Can we get back to laughing at things really quickly? Yeah. Because I do I would, feel that's like... That's the next thing on the list. So can I ask the question? Sure. So is it a sin to laugh at profane content? So like an R-rated movie or, or a non-Christian comedian? Yeah. So um, so we kind of talk about the the whatever's good and whatever's right and whatever's yeah. pure, the Philippians 4.8 thing. Um, but, I knew it was Philippians 4.8, by the way. 4.13 is I can do all things you're practicing. Yeah. No, you were making a joke off the earlier thing. Yeah. I'm with you. Sure. Okay, cool. Because we right. can laugh, <laughs> right? <laughs> no, because um, th- this is really important to me. Sometimes it feels like uh, people's view of Christianity within the church is, oh, no, we need to be above anything. Reproach. Like, yeah, we need, we need to be above uh, anything just base and humor, and, and we need to just be taking everything seriously all the time. Well, no. So if it's, if it's profane and wrong, then no, we shouldn't be laughing at it. And there, there are absolutely standards. Where those standards are probably differs a little from person to person, um, but it's okay to laugh. Mm-hmm. And have fun and enjoy life. Like Jesus said, I came that they may have life and have it abundantly, like have it to the fullest. Mm. That isn't let's go around and be like monks and be really serious. That was, no, that was a quotation of John 10.10. Whoa. Am I making a comeback? Yeah, you're, I'm impressed. That might have completed the comeback. That's three in a row, right? <laughs> that's it. That's three in a row. <laughs> All right. But yeah, I, I agree with you in that. And, and I, I think, okay, so I would just go off and say I'm guilty of finding humor in things that are probably not always the best. All right. Garrett, would you, would you give me Garrett too? Right? I'm just, yeah, me too. Yeah. I, I find just about anything funny. However, really? it's not something that... I've literally never done that in my life. What do you mean? Never laughed at anything. Inappropriate? Okay. Right. Jenna's perfect. So You're the kidding. one asked the question. I know. You, you played that off really well. You, you said that with a looked, straight face. Like, I was like, what? what are you talking about? The headphones are caught on her halo. Like, this was your question. <laughs> caught on her halo. <laughs> Bird. Yeah, so we're, we're now in extra credit when it comes to sin. The basics of sin is there is definite black and white that God has laid out. And, and you can read scripture and you can say, oh, these things are wrong and these things are right. Um, and then there's this category of sin. Uh, like I said, now we're in, when we're in upper division sin talk here, right? No longer are, sin 101. Yeah, we're we're at 401 here. Um, Advanced placement sin. So in Romans 14, for instance, um, you like that reference, John? Uh, what is it? What is it, John? Romans 14? <laughs> Romans Paul's... 13 is all about the government and Caesar 14. Our series stopped at 13. Sorry. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, Paul's talking about uh, uh, differences going on within the church when it comes to like what whether every day is holy or only certain days and, and meat sacrifice to idols and things like that. And he says, um, everyone, you need to follow your conscience on it, and it's going to look different for different people. There is not a one-size-fits-all with everything. Again, mm-hmm. it kind of goes back to mm-hmm. that. If, y- if for you it's sin and it's pulling you away, do not do it. Mm-hmm. And also, it's not up to you to hold everyone else to your standard in these gray area things. Like, there's, yeah. there's lots of gray area things that we could talk about, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, and where Scripture isn't clear. Scripture is clear, like, do not go out and get drunk. Scripture isn't clear on how much alcohol is okay, to have it's like just like here's weed. the line i was or, just i was just talking with kiki about this actually smoking yeah. weed because i have some friends who are maybe interested i don't know talking about it right 
talking about it. Yes, talking about it. And um, I was saying how I was trying to tell my friends, I was like, you know, I think for some reason it just feel like you feel it's almost not right. Like I, and I think that kind of goes along with like the moral law or like how we all have like a God's like, you know what I'm talking about when they place mm-hmm. like a, it's a moral law. You know, you feel it, something mm-hmm. you just, God's placed in all of us. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, that just feels like wrong. And no, it's not written. Do not smoke weed. Right. But it just would, would you offer Jesus a joint if he came up to you? Yeah. No. Like, would yeah. you maybe offer him a glass of wine? I don't know. Maybe he's drinking wine and his first miracle, you wine. know, yeah. but something about weed. I just don't think any of us would be like, Mm-hmm. Hey, right. Because the goal yeah. is to not be in your right mind. Uh, right. When it comes when to smoking, when it comes when it comes to smoking, smoking weed, weed yeah. which is or drinking too much alcohol or drinking right. to excess. Yeah. So, so, um, so in these gray area things, like there is a little bit of a uh, different people might have a different line. And, and Paul in Romans 14 says, let everyone be convinced in their own mind mm-hmm. and then do that. So, there now that doesn't mean that that's the case with everything. That's why I was saying like first you have right. to start with there is black and white, right? It mm-hmm. isn't. Well, you know, for me, I think it is okay for me to live with my. There is an absolute right. truth there here. Is a, no, no, no. Yeah. Like in those things, there there's for absolute. Me, yeah. But but in in lots of other things, there are, is some gray area, and you need to be talking with the Lord about it and seeing where it is, and not making excuses to be able to get yeah. close to the. Lord. I think another part of this conversation too is that how you live in your testimony to other people as a Christian, you know? So like, you know, causing other people to stumble based on things that yep. don't cause you to stumble, you know? So drinking alcohol could be one of those things. You know, yep. if I'm if I'm out at dinner with my wife and I see a, you know, family from the church who's got a kid in the youth group, you know, and I was hoping to get, you know, a glass of wine, but I just, in my spirit, in my conscience, just think, you know, I just don't know if that's going to, What's you know, the perception of that kid? Yeah. You oh, know, it's okay to drink. Right. And, and so. now you got a 15 year old that's like, hey, my youth pastor does it. Totally. And so the other side of this all is like, you know, you're, you're not your own. You were bought with a price. You, your sin is paid for by the blood of Christ. And now therefore live for him and don't cause your brother or sister to stumble, even though, you know, you may be given it's a permissible for you it's not beneficial for you know yep. the community right. mm-hmm. if yep. that makes sense mm-hmm. 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 Yep. what about this um we we're at we're at the mark where i now would probably start closing it off but i really want to ask this question which is uh unforgivable sins are there any unforgivable sins because we talk about how christ uh how we're forgiven for our sins christ died on the cross for our sins god forgives us is there anything that we do that's beyond that because we hear all the time all sins are equal in god's eyes you know that Mm -hmm. kind of thing but is there anything unforgivable dude good question (laughs) thanks um it's like nine good questions can you just make that the title of this good question podcast (laughs) good question good question with garrett good Good questions questions with garrett Garrett. oh and jenna Jenna. actually had the good question yeah (laughs) thank you thank you mike (laughs) (laughs) uh great question so um so there is this uh, there's this weird thing that happens with Jesus in his ministry where he references at one point when he's talking to the Pharisees, like mm-hmm. you have committed the, the unpardonable sin, sin the mm-hmm. unforgivable sin. Um, and so I, as a pastor, I've had I've had more than one person tell me, I think I've committed the unforgivable sin. Um, so. That was just in short. I mean, we could we could spend a whole podcast just talking about what that was. That was something that was specifically going on there. The Pharisees 
knew what it was. So the unforgivable sin that Jesus describes is blasphemy against the Holy Spirit, and mm -hmm. it was specifically talking about the— Mark um, 3. Whoa! You can Google I fast. Mm -hmm. I know. I watched you type. Um, <laughs> uh, he was specifically talking about the Pharisees are seeing the miracles Jesus is doing. They know that it's from God, and they attributed it to Satan publicly because they were trying to discredit Jesus. And yeah. he said, no, this is wrong. These are people who have a relationship with God, who see God at work through the Holy Spirit, and are instead, they're saying that it's Satan doing it. That that will not be forgiven. And he said, that is the one and only thing that won't be forgiven. So it was a specific thing going on with Jesus's ministry at the time. But um, Jesus even says in that passage, all sins, all other sins and blasphemies that people do will be forgiven. The, the uh, forgiveness available through God is unbelievable. Yeah. How much he is, he is willing to forgive. And so you don't have to question, if you're listening to this, you don't have to question, have I committed that or have I gone too far? I mean, Scripture is so full of people who did absolutely yeah. horrible things. I mean, David is the man after God's own heart. He's mm -hmm. an adulterer. He committed sexual assault murderer. and a murderer. Yeah. Um, Paul is going around murdering Christians, and he wrote more of the New Testament than anybody else. Like, th these are people who did really, really— mm -hmm. Peter denied Jesus. Oh, I didn't stand up for Jesus. I, I kind of denied Jesus. I, I think that's the unforgivable no. sin. No, yeah. Peter, Peter was like the rock that the church, mm -hmm. you know, he was, he was the, the foundational early member there and, yeah. and all of that. So uh, the forgiveness of God is so much bigger than we could ever yeah. imagine. In your sin. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Then, no matter what your sin is. I remember uh, being in high school or early college and um, being at my home church back in Merced and our, our senior pastor doing a, a sermon on this. And I remember so clearly he said, if you are gen if you're genuinely asking the question, have I ever committed this sin? He goes, there is a high chance you haven't. Yeah. Because it is, it is so far like what Mike was saying in the context of what Jesus was saying here. It's like, no, you, you're not even in the same you know, arena ballpark, uh, as where the hearts were and the, the plans were of these Pharisees, mm -hmm. you know, you and, you know, your decisions against honoring God on that Friday night or throughout the week or on your taxes or in your relationships or in your mind or whatever. Those are the things, those are the things that he talks about earlier on that will be forgiven. Those are the things that, you know, God gave his one and only son to, to die on the cross, to pay for the sins of, you know, the entire world. And, you know, God's grace and his mercy is just so vast compared to our ability to sin. It's just we could never out sin mm. God's grace. Right. This is, uh, this is from Got Questions talking about the unpardonable sin. It says, the Jewish leaders of Jesus' day committed the unpardonable sin by accusing Jesus Christ in person of being demon-possessed. They had no excuse for such an action. They weren't speaking out of ignorance or misunderstanding. The Pharisees knew that Jesus was the Messiah sent by God to save Israel they knew the prophecies were being fulfilled. They saw Jesus' wonderful works, and they heard his clear presentation of truth, yet they deliberately chose to deny the truth and slander the Holy Spirit. Standing before the light of the world, bathed in his glory, they defiantly closed their eyes and became willfully blind. Jesus pronounced that to be the unforgivable. Mm -hmm. So, have you done that, John? No, I, I, I have you're, not. You're clear of that? I, I believe yeah. that I would be clear of that. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Yep. So, that it is, I mean, that's a pretty intense situation there. Before we wrap up, can I talk about Jesus for just a minute? 
You can talk about Jesus. This is, this is actually about Great. sin. Does it have anything to do with Jesus? <laughs> no, I'd, I'd love to. So, um, so at the very beginning, um, John was referencing, you know, the wages of sin is death. Mm-hmm. Um, and from the beginning, uh, we talked to Adam and Eve in the garden. They, God said, you can do anything you want. Just don't do this one thing. And they're like, what do I want to do? The one thing. The one and so thing. they go and, and do that. And so they're the, they're the first ones that sin. And what happened? An animal was killed yeah. to cover over their shame, their nakedness. Because they were naked, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and so... Hiding. All sin ultimately leads to death. The wages of sin is a death. Um, there's physical death that covers it up. That's why there were animal sacrifices mm-hmm. in the Old Testament all the way. But ultimately, death is separation. Physical separation, that's what happens when we die. But it's also mm-hmm. spiritual separation from God. So when Jesus comes and lives a perfect life and dies on the cross, the whole reason why he died, he didn't just live a perfect life and show us how to live and say, hi, I'm the Messiah, come follow me. a good example me. for you. No, <laughs> sin has to be judged. Yeah. God is the perfect judge of sin, and sin has to be judged. I, I, was, um, I was talking with a, a Muslim shop owner when we were down in San Diego a few months ago, and it was fascinating talking with him because he was, he was actually so close to the truth in understanding that God is about more than just Allah, who is the righteous judger of sin and, and wrath and all of that. There's aspects of that, but somehow God is also forgiveness and grace. But how could the same God be both? And I was saying, well, it's because of Jesus. Yeah. Because Jesus is fully God, but then he took that penalty that sin deserves. Jesus didn't deserve it because he never sinned. He lived a perfect life. So when he died on the cross, then that sin was paid for. That's why the death of Jesus is yeah. so important in, the, in understanding the whole sin thing. How can my sin be washed clean by Jesus or by his death? Well, it isn't that God just looks at me and says, ah, oh, well, I like you, so let's yeah. not worry about the bad things that you did. If that was the case, then I would worry that, well, but if he sees my really bad stuff, he's going to quit doing that. No, mm. that isn't it. Jesus already died for the worst things that everybody on earth has ever done. He already took that penalty. And that's how God can be the righteous judge of sin, but also be gracious and loving because God's the one who paid the penalty in Jesus as well as is the judge. So, So now when I sin, rather than running away from God to clean myself up, if I really understand the gospel and what Jesus has done, I'm going to run towards God and say, I can't clean myself up. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Jesus, that you're willing to, to clean me up. And then, you know, David, we talked about all the horrible things David did in his life. In Psalm 51, he's, his cry yeah. is, God, please um, blot out my sins, wipe them away, make it so they aren't there anymore. And you read all the way through the Old Testament and the New Testament, that's exactly what God will do. Mm -hmm. God will completely wipe away and blot out your sin, no matter how ugly it is, no matter how awful it is, no matter how much of it you've done. That's what Jesus did for us. That's why his death is so important for us. One of my favorite songs growing up in the old school Presbyterian church was In Christ Alone. Um, and it's got that, you know, beautiful line that um, it says, you know, and on that cross as Jesus died, the wrath of God was satisfied. Mm-hmm. So the wrath poured out on us for our sin was satisfied by the blood of Christ. And so, I mean, like everything that Mike just said, Jesus paid for us. Like the wrath that I deserve is now pardoned because of 
what Christ has done, not anything I've done. And his death is the only thing that could have satisfied the wrath of him, of God, um, Jesus' death on the cross, because he lived the perfect life. And, you know, you look to the Old Testament and you see all the time that the, these sacrifices that were happening, it wasn't like the blind goat or the one with the broken leg or, you know, this one that didn't have any value. They, they, would, they would sacrifice the one that had value because if it wasn't valuable, where's the sacrifice in it, right? Now think about Christ, you know, the most valuable, the son of God, you know, the perfect one mm. who didn't deserve it. And in all that, he died. He died for us. You know, that blood is precious. Um, so I think that's, you know, to the end of what Mike was saying, it's just like, you know, Jesus makes all the difference in how we understand this life, our sin, and our freedom from it. Yeah, and that's why, even though I joked at the beginning, this is a, a rough topic. Actually, when without Jesus, this would be a really bad podcast. Yeah. yeah. With Jesus, man, there is freedom. Like, yeah. how great is that? If you confess your sin, he is faithful to forgive it yeah. and to cleanse you from all of it. All you have to do is just, yeah. just confess your sin to him. Yeah, the yeah. bad news is the sin. The good news is Christ. Yep, that's it. That's a great way to end it. Thanks for jumping in and uh, doing that before I ended it, Mike. Good job. You're, you're very good on these podcasts. What Dude. a great pastor. After all of these questions that you've told me are good, I'm going to tell you your answers were great. Oh, thanks, guys. John, <laughs> can we hug this out? Uh, no, I'm not <laughs> a hugger. They're hugging right now. No, we're not. No, we're not. <laughs> Get over Liar. here, Garrett. This is all so right. sweet. <laughs> Group hug. <laughs> <laughs> this is awkward. We're all still sitting in our chairs right now. <laughs> oh, man. I'm so uncomfortable. All right, John, Mike, thank you. Jenna, thank you. Good job. Appreciate it. <laughs>